Hello, I'm Sean Woolley, Managing Director of Cloud9 in Spain. With me today I have... Emma Cavada, Business Development Manager. And, and Dominic, I am the Sales Director. Very good. We're here today to discuss um, something that's very often asked of us, which is what are the best places to buy and, and how should we invest in a buy-to-let property uh, here on the Costa del Sol? Um, and I think to start with, we need to understand the meaning of the term buy-to-let because we're here in a, in a holiday environment, a second home environment. So very often, um, first thing I would do with a client is I, you know, if they indicated that they wanted rental income from property, I would say, okay, are you buying the property with your heart or your head? Um, and by that, I mean, are you buying purely for, for rental income? Is that the only consideration? And you'll be guided by the figures and the investment angle, or are you also interested in using the property yourself? In which case, obviously, lifestyle elements come into play. Are the family going to be able to enjoy it? The relatives, sure. friends, whatever. What we're finding, I don't know about you guys, is that a lot of our clients um, have moved away from the investment-only model, which was obviously prolific in the in the, the height of the market when prices had had boomed and people wanted a, a you know every any little bit of Spanish real estate. I think now people are more considered in their approach, agreed, and are looking to primarily enjoy the property, yeah. but also want an element of rental to mainly cover the costs, but also if it provides them a few hol free holidays a year in their place, then... Because your rentals would cover your community fees, your council tax, your, your rubbish and collection. very often mortgage payments, yeah. which obviously yeah. is, is the biggest expense. So it, it very much depends on the type of the type of client, the type of buyer, um, and what their main motivations are. So what I tend to do with my clients is we sit down, have a coffee or over lunch, and we'll, we'll talk about what they want. Um, because very often what they want and what they think they want are, are two completely different things. Um, there are two types of rental here on the Costa del Sol. The first is long-term rental, which we're not going to cover too much in this um, in this feature. That's obviously when you rent out the property for a period of 11-12 months and you get a regular monthly income coming in. And the one we're going to focus on today really is the short-term rental market or the holiday rental market where you're uh, paid per night or per week. You often have a rental agent who um, does all the work for you and who can also manage the, uh, the property on your behalf. So that's what we're going to focus on in today's, today's discussion. Just before we start, because we're going to be mentioning a couple of terms that might not be familiar to, to some listeners, and I don't um, want to create any, um, any things that people don't understand. We're going to be talking about yield uh, quite a bit, and the, the word yield basically means um, the income that you receive as a proportion of the property price. So, for mm. instance, if we talk about a 10% yield, that would equate to somebody receiving a €10,000 revenue from a property priced at €100,000. Um, so that's what we mean by, by yield. Just to give you an indication of, of typical yields um, that people expect and investors expect in the UK, for those of you based there, um, very often yield in the north of England, Liverpool, Manchester, um, Leeds, would be in terms of gross yield before before costs would be seven eight percent, and you would end up uh, netting around five or six. In London, it's considerably lower, okay, um, mainly because the property prices are are so high. Um, so you'd end up maybe looking at four to five percent of your lucky gross, and ending up netting between two and a half and four, I would say. Um, so there are the figures just to base sort of where we're going on this, just so you've got a benchmark uh, to have in place. Um, okay, guys, so in terms of, of what sort of income people can expect by buying here on the Costa del Sol, 
what are your experiences? Have you found that those yields are, are similar? I think yield would a good yield here would be five six percent. Yeah, around yeah. five or six percent. Yeah. Um, and again, we're looking at the the short term. The figures I've given you for London and and northern cities in the UK are, are based on long term rental. The the figures don't differ too much when you consider short term. the The rule of thumb here tends to be that the amount you receive on a monthly basis on a long term let, so say your property is worth a thousand euros per month uh, to someone looking to rent long term. Um, the rule of thumb is that it'll be worth a thousand euros per week in the holiday letting market okay? in the high season, in which the high, usually in the high is season. July, August, yeah. and September, yeah. or June, July, and August. Yeah. So um, those are the sorts of, of, of figures that we're, we're talking about. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think um, you know six, seven percent is is good. Four, five percent is good. Again, it depends on the sort of occupancy that exactly. owners want. So if the owner says, actually, I'm going to use it with my family July and August, July and August yeah. then you're going to lose out on pretty much your guaranteed rental season, aren't you? Um, so it very much depends on a case-to-case -case basis. But I think if you were to not use the property at all, or just grab the odd weekend here and there, you would expect, I think, the 6 to 7% gross return. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and once you've knocked off any fees and, and costs... Probably for a, sh for a short five. term let, I think you don't want to be using it in the children's holidays, the school no. holidays, for example, those prolific weeks of the year. Just like Easter, Easter holiday, Easter, Christmas, yeah, um, Santa. And, the, and the summer holidays, of course. Exactly. And that brings us on to occupancy levels. Because people um, quite naively think, oh, I'll buy a property in my bay or on the Costa del Sol somewhere, and um, I'm not going to use it, but I'll get 52 weeks rental a year. No. No. It's, not, it's never going to happen. Um, we have clients who have worked really hard in marketing their property and getting it on the books of various online portals and have a track record of success with their rentals and they quite comfortably get 30 40 weeks which is amazing um after they build it up though after they build it up, i think it takes around five, yeah five one two three years like to build yeah. A, yeah. a pipeline like that and also those people are as i say quite aggressive in their marketing they might have networks of friends business colleagues back home that they they advertise the property to mm. maybe at mates rates or whatever but that's how they get that sustains mm. i think what you're trying to say as well is that it's important to see it as a business Mm. which needs a business module, it needs marketing, it needs also costs, mm. it has costs yeah. and investments to attract potential clients. Yeah, and these, people, this, these places don't rent themselves. Yeah, this naive thought that just because you have an apartment by the beach, yeah. people are going to be knocking on your door wanting to rent it. Yeah. That's something of the past, and I do not think that happens anymore. No, absolutely. So we have to, you know, define the two. Yeah. Those first 12 months as well, when you put it on, the, on, on marketing for, for short-term rentals, they're the most important so for you to get the property out there, get it marketed right, get it furnished right. Um, exactly. Those 12 months, you know, you might not get the rentals you expect, but it's going to grow over the next two or three years. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you've got to give it the most shove, isn't it, yeah. in terms of effort to get it get it moving. In terms of occupancy levels, we, I mean, I have heard from various rental companies in the last couple of years that pretty much anything decent will rent July and August. Mm. Agreed. Because there tends to be such a, a demand from, um, from overseas clients, particularly to rent a place for a week or two over the summer period. So if you have anything that looks half decent, you're probably going to be able to rent it in July and August as long as your expectations on your your um, your rental uh, figures are are okay. If I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think I read an article yesterday that said from all the tourists that come in the summer period, 40% of them rent mm. a property a and 60% yeah. go to hotels and so forth. Yeah. And it's not that particularly 
when you sort of as you come from the airport, you bypass Torremolinos, Benomalina, Fuengirola. As you get into the Mijas Costa, then Mabea, Estepona areas, there aren't that many hotels. No. no. You know, there's probably four or five five star hotels, mm. and then the rest are a mixture of sort of guest houses and and, and lower quality hotels. It's not that many. No. Whereas you go to the the swinging 60s resorts of Fuengirola, Torremolinos, it's like everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So people who have, you know, a, a good property in Marbella, Estepona, Benavis, Mijas Costa, and they market it well, then they should expect to receive some some good uh, good rental returns. Just going back to occupancy levels, because it's something we're asked all the time by clients, you know, what can I expect? How many weeks can I rent it for? Tell me, tell me, tell me. The simple answer is we don't know. All that we can say is, as a guide, and depending on the type of property and the location and the price, as I say, you can expect to rent it all of July and August. You'd be very unlucky if you didn't. And half-term holidays, as you said, Easter holidays. And what you also want to be doing is, is getting those weeks in between all those times. I always say normally in year one, when you're getting the thing moving, if you can achieve 15 to 20 weeks rental, you're doing pretty well. That's oh good, yeah, that's yeah. a good start. Mm-hmm. That's a good start. Some rental agents are a little bit more conservative. They say between 10 and 15, but they're the ones that tend to sit back and do nothing. Um, but the ones who are pushing it and have a, you know, a decent portfolio uh, and the right size portfolio should be able to attain 15 to 20 weeks occupancy, in my opinion. If they're not, you need to be asking them why. I think what we're also finding as well is, is the season, the summer season extends now through yeah. to October, yeah. November. It does, not it? Um, so a lot of Swedish, Norwegian, Belgium, Northern European are renting short term for three months. Yeah. So yeah. for October, November, December, they're taking the, pro- the property yeah. for those three months. So yeah. that would be classed as a short-term rental as and well. And what's interesting, because I, uh, I did a study for an urbanization, you could see that the prices per night through Airbnb were the same for September, October and December. They didn't right. change. Right. Yeah. So I think even that time, as you were saying, extended has a high that. demand and, and they it keep has. the prices even stable. Even just the last couple of years, we've noticed yeah. like traffic on the road, you know, just the normal signals, day-to-day signals. It's been really busy up until pretty much Christmas. Mm. The dead times here are normally January, February. Yeah. Agreed. So um, they're the times where you might not get anything even pushing really hard and they might be the times to maybe do a bit of painting and freshen the thing up right. which is very important which is right. important to maintain yeah and then and March, use it themselves kicks, yeah and use it themselves <laughs> finally come and walk it. on the beach in 20 degree heat in the middle of February yeah. um, and then March obviously depending on the Easter time scales and half term from March pretty much all the way through there's there's a big a big demand um, I think anything as I say from 15 weeks upwards is is achievable uh, depending on how often how long you've had the property marketed how good it is the reviews you get from people, the more repeat visitors you get, and the more networking you do as a as a as an owner. Okay, um, but thirty weeks a year for established properties is not unheard of. Um, as I said, you know, de- de- defining why you're buying the property with head or or with heart is really important, and very often those two things are. are and mashed together. I'm a property investor too. I've invested in Spain, I've invested in London. Um, and I, I understand that sometimes, you know, your your head can rule your heart or your heart can rule your head. And very often what you end up with is not necessarily the best investment on paper in terms of figures, but hey, it gives you a smile on your face every day because you like it. So we have to be honest about those things. And, 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 an yeah. example here could be buying with the heart a golfer. Yeah you know absolutely adores golf loves playing golf loves watching golf so frontline golf apartment that's yeah. that's them buying with their heart with yeah. their head is it good for rentals no and that brings us on to location location is absolutely critical in all of this because as emma said there you know a lot of people assume that if they buy on a golf course 
they're, they're going to get all the winter rents. They're going to get all the golfers coming between September and March and April who are just going to stay on the golf course. Believe you me, that's the last place a golfer wants to be. Mm, a golfer who comes away with his mates or with partners or whatever, they want to be near bars, restaurants, mm. generally. I'm not saying amenities. all of them, but generally. Yeah. So they want to be near amenities, really. And I always say, you know, I imagine when, you, when you're looking at properties and you're looking to buy them to rent out, you've got to imagine your advert. You've got to imagine the advert that you're going to put online with Airbnb, with whoever... And, you know, the, the advert that you're going to send to your mates and your colleagues advertising this place. And it's got to tick as many boxes as possible. So it's got to tick, you know, can you walk to amenities? Yes or no? Or are you near amenities at the very least? Are you near the beach? Are you near the airport? Are you near, diff- you know, you, all of these things people look at. And, it's and what facilities difficult. are actually in place in the apartment? Mm. That's yeah. also important. Is it just a room of a bed or do you have aircon on the floor, heating, TV, satellite, child friendly? friendly yeah. What exactly. do you have in the community, which is also important? Mm. Exactly. And obviously, you know, you, it's very difficult to buy a property that's near the beach, near the town, near the golf level, near the airport. So some things do have to give a little bit, but that's where you have to kind of put your trust in, a, in an expert on the ground here um, because we have seen hundreds if not thousands of people come here and buy properties for this very reason where you know they might want to enjoy it for holidays they also want to rent it out to to make some income and we've seen people get it wrong and not follow our advice and we've seen people get it absolutely bang on right Um, and so you you know please listen to us please you know we haven't got all the answers but we will at least be able to guide you in the in the right direction what are the important things for, for, for holiday makers? Because again, if, imagine writing the advert, you know, I can walk to the beach, I can walk to the shops and bars and restaurants, I'm 30 minutes away from the airport. What else is important to them? public transport could also be one. Um, people that want to actually use the buses or the trains or, or a taxi rank be close to the apartment, that mm-hmm. could be one, that do, the people that don't drive. Um, yeah. Facilities for children, but let's focus maybe inside the apartment, yep. right? Basics like an air conditioning system, a satellite TV with channels mm-hmm. in maybe the native language. Mm-hmm. The community, does it have a pool that's mm-hmm. heated? Does it have a gym? All these factors yep. are really important. And the more of those factors that you can tick on your little advert, the yeah. better chance you've got of being able to it rent It creates a, a bigger out. attraction of course it for does. the client. Of course it does. Because, you know, if you imagine we don't have... We don't have holiday brochures anymore, do we? We never no. look at them. Like, remember, we used to sit down and go, oh, look at that. But it's a similar thing. You've got to imagine looking through it and your property standing out and for people to go, wow, this has yeah. got everything. Let's book it. Because just to give an example, there are two beach urbanizations, beachfront urbanizations. One has a communal pool that's heated, a covered pool, a gymnasium, a sauna and a spa and walking distance beach. And it rents out for 250 euros a night. Mm-hmm. Next to it, and I did this research for a client the other day. You find the same property, also for 250, but it doesn't have all the amenities inside the community. It doesn't have an indoor pool, it doesn't have yep. a sauna, it doesn't have a gym. So that's your direct competitor that you are trying to beat. Well, obviously you're probably succeeding because you have more to offer. The that's own- important to know here. It is. The only downside with that as an owner and as an investor is that you obviously the more facilities you have on site that you can offer to your guests the more you're going to have to pay for them yeah so if you do have a heated pool and you have 24-hour security and you have tennis courts and whatever saunas 
it's the owners who pay for them, so that's going to come out of your community fees, which oh, yeah. is obviously an expense that you pay. The the, the tenant isn't going to pay that, but so, that's deductible. I think we'll come to that's that. Deductible, as well. yeah. Well, in t yeah, in terms of uh, you know taxable um, deductions. So, but still, it's going to come out of your yield. So, if your community fees are five hundred euros a month as opposed to two hundred euros a month, but then the question is, how much more do you? How many more clients do you attract yeah. through that? And certainly, you av availability charge more per night for that apartment than the one without yeah. the facilities. Yeah. Unless it gets very, very competitive, Unless and you have to either drop your rates to compete. So you. You've got to stand out in certain ways, and I think um, one of the ways that you can do that is to furnish your property in a really smart way. Um, uh -huh. We have a relationship with a, a really good furniture company, Marbella Interiors, who specialise in this sort of stuff, and they can furnish um, an apartment in a really nice contemporary way for not a huge cost. People think you know you have to spend fortunes. Having said that, you know the better that you furnish the property, maybe the more, slightly more money you can spend on that, the more return you're gonna get from it. Because people do look at stuff like that and it might not necessarily attract the initial renter, but believe you me, when that person goes back to their home country and says, I had the most amazing holiday, I stayed in this apartment on the beach and it had fantastic furniture and oh, it just felt like a home from home, mm -hmm. you're gonna get more bookings. Yeah, you're gonna That's get what you bookings. want, home from home, I think, when you rented yeah. an apartment. But they're also visually much more attractive because mm -hmm. I did a research on the rentals in a, in a beachfront community and all the ones that were old styled, I disregarded immediately. Yeah. I think something tatty and old just doesn't photo, photos is you know. So immediately puts you into the bottom yeah. shelf. Yes. Mm. So I don't understand why more people are doing such a little investment to attract much more attention. Yeah. Because people aren't experienced. Yeah. You know, because this comes back to the naivety where you think just because you have a property here it will rent yeah. out immediately. Yeah. That it's a business model. It needs yeah. to be approached as an, a business, yeah. and things have to be done from A to Z to be. Perfect. You've got to you've got to stand out. Yeah. I mean, the, the properties that I have um, in London, and also the properties that I've bought here and in in the UK that I've flipped, um, you know, um, sold quite quickly afterwards as an investment. The single, probably the single most important thing I've ever done is furnish them almost to show flat standards mm. and show home standards, yeah. and then get them professionally photographed. Mm. Yeah. It, that is the best investment you can make in all of this because the, the internet. Is the shop window now? Yes, exactly. And there's hundreds, if not thousands, of properties in the past. They only visually purchase things. Yeah. If you go to an apartment that's got horrible furniture, uncomfortable beds, really old, you're not generally going to go back. You might have had no, a nice holiday. And you wouldn't even recommend it. You no. wouldn't recommend no. it. But go to an apartment that's home from home, really comfortable, all the facilities, you're going to go home, recommend it, you're going to book again. Yeah. And the bee bags, I think, are so essential to keep this pipeline. <laughs> oh, yeah. A straight where you want 30 to 40 weeks a year mm. you have to count on the b-banks that come yeah because year. you've got to get positive reviews I mean the, yeah. you know Airbnb can be a cruel game because if yeah. you get one person saying I think your apartments crap yeah you're out of it and the competition the level of competition here yeah. especially in the prime locations yeah. is, is rather big mm. it is but so you, you can still make you money can you yeah, do it properly and most people don't yeah. stand out so if you use little tricks yeah. like we just described with the furniture just the furniture it will immediately elevate you from 50% of the stuff that's in that yeah. urbanization yeah mm. it's true and the, 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 this comes back to the photo as well because the amount of people I mean crikey we deal predominantly with, with sales and the amount of properties we come across on our databases of uh, we have thousands the amount that are photographed correctly is a very small proportion, I would say. <laughs> the like amount of photos we see, you know, like, why don't people just use a wide-angle lens? You know, why don't people turn the lights on? Why don't people get rid of the... Or open the, the curtains. Open the curtains, get rid of the stuff on the bathroom cabinets. You know, you've got to think about this 
you've got to advertise it as a show home that people are going to want to stay in time and time again. Why would they want to see your it dirty also, clothes? Yeah. And it never, no would sense. never justify the price you pay either. Because no. right? no. if you go to a hotel, you would also maybe pay 200, 300, but everything is perfect. Exactly. So you've got to copy paste that yep. module to your own property. Even little things as well, like you know, you could put a welcome pack in when they arrive, yeah, some, exactly. some small toiletries in the bathroom, little, little things like that that just Details. make that extra, extra special. Very well it's said. Absolutely, absolutely crucial. I think um, also in terms of. Um, managing your investment from a distance. So if you're not here in the Costa del Sol, it's difficult, it's difficult. And there's also a, a, a degree of trust involved. You're hundreds, if not thousands of miles away and you, you're, you're having someone in the Costa del Sol looking after your property, but there's no other option. Yeah. Um, so my recommendation to you is to find a really good management company. It doesn't really matter what you're doing about attracting the rentals because there's people here who can do that. I always say you probably need a multi-channel uh, approach initially in terms of you doing some of the stuff, a rental company here doing some, yeah. going on a couple of portals like um, Airbnb and HomeLet, yeah, you know, a whole load of stuff you can you can do. But you need a one port of call here in terms of a management company or a Agreed. rental company to coordinate Agreed. it. And um, usually the cost for rental, uh, for management companies is between 15 and yeah. 30%. That's for the rental, that's for the Man, rental for the commission. Yeah. But the management, they, they normally charge a, a, an annual fee. So normally it's around 400, 500 euros. And for that, they'll go in and check your property for storm damage and, and any problems normally once a week, once every couple of weeks. Uh, and then if there's anything that does need fixing or there's been a leak or something like that, they'll charge you by the hour for, for the repairs um, and for any parts that obviously need, need replacing. But for the actual um, rental companies who attract bookings for you, they will normally take a commission of, yeah. sometimes it can be up to 20%. Yeah, from 15 being the yeah. most modest to... 15%. So the more to, bookings to you can find yourself and maybe refer them on and maybe negotiate a smaller fee with them for ones that you find, that's yeah. what I did in the mm. UK, then obviously it, um, it means you get more money in your, in your pocket rather than theirs, which is Actually, my client of mine is renting out and after three years he established such good contact list, mm -hmm. such a good contact list that he only rents to the B-backs yep. and he completely cut out a, a company yep. to search for clients. So, his so, he, has, commission free, yeah, yeah. so he has 20% less cost involved mm -hmm. immediately. But that only happened because he really put an eye to detail as we we're discussing, yeah. Yeah. always checking if it's up to the high standard, if the furniture is looking neat and clean. Anything that's dirty, it would be repaired. Anything that would disgust a person. Because yeah. if, if I'm very fragile when it comes to things like this, if I go to a bathroom and there's just a bit of hair lying around that hasn't been cleaned properly, yeah. I immediately feel unwelcome. Yeah. But he is very detailed on that. And that's why he built such an amazing track record. And now, old clients call him up. He books them in for the year. I think he gets like 40, 50 weeks And that's year. lovely. That there's that degree of trust on both, both yeah. sides really as well. Because what you don't want, obviously as an owner and, and an investor, is to let your property out to someone who's going to abuse it. But I've just had that experience in London, which wasn't, wasn't pleasant. And, you know, that's where a bond comes into play. So if somebody breaks something or puts a hot coffee cup on a wooden table and scars it, then, you know, there's, there's, yeah. there's ways and means of recouping. But to differentiate him, he was one that bought it with his head. Yeah. He's very calculated. Yeah. He did studies of different areas. Yeah. He did a thorough investigation because for him it was, as I said before, a pure business yeah. investment. investment. Yeah. And that has to be treated as one as well. I mean, we have probably four or five developments that I can think of straight off the top of my head that are really fantastic 
rental investments. Mm. Um, the ones I'm mainly thinking of are near, quite near Puerto Banus. Just set back a little bit so you don't, you know, you're not on top of it, but you can walk into it. Yeah. So you advertise, you know, walk into Puerto Banus, oh, walk to local that. shops, bars, restaurants, um, pool on site, lovely balconies, yeah. you know, and they're not expensive to buy. You know, we're not talking half a million euros here. We're talking probably half that price. So, you know, please do speak to us if you are interested in getting into the, the rental market here. Um, we can point you in the right direction and we'd be really happy to help you. We also have specialist professional advisors who can advise you on tax implications. Uh, obviously, there's tax to pay, there's income tax to pay, which is 19% for non-residents, uh, European yeah. EU okay. non-residents. Um, there'll be reciprocal tax arrangements with your home country, I'm sure. And there's also a lot of things that you can offset as well, a lot of the costs which I know a lot of uh, home countries are starting to abolish, but here you can still. It's great. It's actually offset. a huge, yeah, it's a huge, huge list. Yeah. Like the mortgage interest rate, yeah. you can deduct that. The EB, which is the yearly tax for the property, the community fees, you can also deduct that. Electricity, water, house insurance, and the legal and accounting costs that you have. Yeah. So there's lots of and things there. The management fees. Yeah, yeah. the management fees as well. Yeah. So, so lots of lots it, of things there. That's really important for the yield. Mm. Yeah, just absolutely. to say because the more you can deduct, the bigger your yield will yeah. be. And I think it's a really good time to to invest in in property here. You know. Marbella, the Costa del Sol has really grown up again, even over the last three or four years. There's a lot of things here to do, as you already know, in terms of the lifestyle. And if you are looking for a holiday home, which I think a lot of people want to have a holiday home, but we don't need one. But if you can combine a holiday home with something that also returns you some money that effectively pays for your mortgage, pays for all your bills, and pays for you to come out a couple of times a year, that's a really powerful and strong proposition. Let's yeah. face it, it's nobody a wants a holiday home in Manchester, do they? Oh, hey. <laughs> Apart from nah. me. Some people might. <laughs> I've never been, I would like to go. Would you? Yeah, maybe not. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of really good things. And also the fact that finance is cheap. You know, it's cheap to get a mortgage. So your running costs are, are as low as they're probably ever going to be at the moment. So yeah. my advice to you is at least come and explore, have a look. And uh, if you choose to, uh, to work with us, we'll certainly give you the best advice we possibly can. Yeah, it's actually just to note what you said, very important because there are a few little details like having to get a touristic license yep. for your property. We can help you out in actually getting one or what is necessary to yep. obtain a license. You do need these touristic license for your apartments. It's good news. Yeah, if you want to advertise, advertise yep. on Airbnb, for yep. instance, or other portals, you need the code that you get once you get the touristic license and it's important to get it people think oh it's just hassle it is a little bit of hassle but somebody else can do it for you yeah. and also it means that you're legal and yeah. it's good for the industry as a whole because it means that it's taken out the cowboy people who are just trying to do it willy-nilly and haven't put aircon in and haven't done this and aren't going to look after the Which their also ruined the image of yeah, rentals here it did. in Spain. So now it's it's a serious business. It's, it's a business. Yeah, it's regulated yeah. and you can make money and you can enjoy the property. So uh, what's not to love? It's a win-win. Yeah. yeah. On that note, we will leave you be. And of course, if you do want to make contact with us, please do. Many Ciao. thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye.